Are you tired of people always telling you what you want to hear and not what you need to hear? Me too. Are you ready to actually do something about it? Hi, I'm Lauren Lahav, and for the past 30 plus years, I've been blessed to speak and to impact thousands of people around the world. I've shared the stage with the world's top thought leaders, including Barbara Walters, Tony Robbins, Barbara Corcoran, and Gary Vaynerchuk. I'm also a personal development, lifestyle, and business coach, event producer, and entrepreneur with businesses in over 25 countries. I'm a wife and a proud mama to three and a bonus mom to one. Trust me when I tell you, it took me many years of buying into my old story of I'm not enough and lots of grit to finally let go of the BS. So I understand firsthand what it means and what it took. They don't call it the school of hard knocks for nothing. This podcast is my way of breaking down the BS filters of what we say, what we do, and how we interact with others. I will be sharing what worked for me, yet more importantly, what didn't work for me. This is a no fluff podcast where we will address real life issues, real issues that seem to surface when you least expect it, relationship conflict and breakdowns, and real solutions. I will share from my life experiences and those of other everyday heroes, as well as the world's top experts are all here to help you grow through the process of letting go and finally expressing your true voice, who you are and what you stand for. In a world of political correctness and living our lives on social media, it's hard to know what is real. And are you taking in so much information, but not applying what you've learned? In my life, I always look to the people who understand what I'm going through and are willing to get honest and forthcoming with me to help me grow through these challenges. Trust me, I've had them all, and I'm going to take the time to be as real as possible and get to solutions. I've had financial issues, parenting issues, marriage issues, emotional issues. You know, the list goes on. I've learned from my challenges, I've grown from them and continue to learn from them. I see them now as opportunities. With this podcast, we're going to tune up our lives. I'll be your cup of espresso to get you through whatever you're going through in your life that's holding you back, to give you that confidence and trust of knowing someone is there to help and guide you, yet you have to do the work. So strap in, hang on tight, and let's get real. All right, well, I am here with one of my favorite people on the planet. You knew you were one of my favorite people on the planet, though, didn't you, Jen? Of course, because you're one of mine. Of course you knew. My (laughs) sister, uh, Jen, is an extraordinary woman, extraordinary mama, uh, creative genius, all heart. She uh, tells you how it is. And we've been, you know, we were supposed to be starting our, our discussion 30 minutes ago, but we ended up having a beautiful, beautiful conversation, which I think is what is going to make this time together right now even more special because we started that way. And sometimes people, I think, rush into things is something that we were just talking about, like rush into, okay, let's just go record this this podcast or record this discussion instead of really connecting, right? Um, And so that I really want to make that a priority for myself as always making sure to create that connection before anything is scheduled. So when we were putting together, like, how long do we want to do these podcasts for or or these interviews? And I'm like, well, let's make sure we do them for an hour. And I remember talking to Danica when she was planning and she was like, do you really need an hour? And then she goes, oh, you do need an hour. 
because for you, you got to make sure that you're connected before anything else. So thank you, Jen, for taking the time to do this. We we're talking about the On Your Worth event. I'm so excited that you're going to be there. Um, I have learned so much from you just in so many different ways, your commitment, your dedication, your humor, your boldness. Um, I just adore you. And we were, we were talking about something that I think is a big thing about women owning their worth. And it was funny because, uh, and I'll let you talk about what you really wanted to share, but it was funny because I was on this event this past Friday and someone was talking about the top two trending things, the ones that get the most likes, the ones that get the most view as influencers, as you can see my little fingers going up and down in quotations. Guess what the number one one is? Wanna mm -hmm. guess? I'm gonna guess something about the diet industry. Oh, close, but it's something, how about, I'll give you a little bit of a hit. It's okay. something that you and I aren't wearing right now. Oh. Makeup tutorials. Oh. <laughs> Makeup, neither one. <laughs> it's also Sunday morning at 8 a.m., so. <laughs> exactly. um, but I could but, use some of those. I could definitely use them. But Makeup I... tutorials, number yeah. one. Number two is... Um, is about is is actually fitness fitness videos like mm -hmm. with regards to those two things but we were talking once again about actually our discussion before this right was really about emotional wellness for ourselves and I love what you were talking about you just entered this beautiful new welcome to the 50s we love mm -hmm. it right I love it I feel like I finally know who I am um, and I just, and like, this is me, like I've always pretty much said that this is me, but you were talking about the body image and could you share a little bit about what you think is something about what for all of us to remember about owning our worth and what happened for you just a couple of weeks ago, I think. Yeah. I mean, I've been thinking a lot about your event and I've been thinking about what owning your worth means. And I think there's, you know, there's so many different arenas in which we need to own our worth as women, as humans, as, you know, in all the different roles that we play in the world. Um, and, you know, I know you have amazing speakers coming to talk about, you know, money and, and your finances and your work life and your relationships and, and your, um, uh, all the amazing things that are going to be at this event, <laughs> basically. But but the thing that I've been really thinking a lot about lately and that I'm really excited to talk about at the event is owning your body. And I think that, um, and there's a really amazing, amazing book out um, by this woman. Her name is Sonia Renee Taylor. It's called The Body is Not an Apology. And it's all of the ways in which we think our bodies are wrong. They need to be fixed. They need to be different. We need to change them. We need to mold them. We need to starve them. We need to exercise them. We need to change them. And, and, and this idea, this sort of cause and effect thinking like, when my body is like this, then I will be able to do that. And how that becomes a barrier between us and so many things that we want in our life, right? So it's like, you know, 
oh, I can't do that until I'm a size whatever, or I can't do that until my makeup is done perfectly, or I can't do that until like all of the ways in which we create these rules and these and these ideas around our bodies and the way we look and the way we dress and the way we appear in the world um, that stop us. I, and I love what you and I love what you said because it's really keeps us distracted. I love the language that you used there before we were talking about that. So it keeps us out of the game. Can you talk a little bit about that? Because I think yeah, yeah, I was just telling you the story about a couple weeks ago. I was on a I went on a hike with two of my very best girlfriends very, very successful women. One of them is the head of child psychology at a very prominent hospital in San Francisco. One of them was the president and chief strategy officer of her company for years. And we were on a hike. And the first thing one of my friends brought up was the what diet she was doing that week. And the next thing I knew, we were walking for 45 minutes and everybody was sharing about how they ate, how what they eat and how they eat. And I just like, it hit me on this hike. I was like, do we think that three successful men who are the head of their companies or at the top of their game go on a hike and this is what they talk about? Like, no, they're talking about how to how to get further in their game. They're they're networking. They're talking about, you know, you know different stuff basically than what than what their eating patterns are and i it really hit me that um those are the things that women talk about when they get together that we're so influenced by diet culture we're so concerned by it and it really is a distraction like one of my favorite things somebody said to me recently was um and i will talk about this in my talk when at, at the event is this concept the line is who would you be without that thought? And we all have a thought, a recurring thought. Some of us have many of them, but there's really, I feel like for me, at least I have one or two kind of consistent thoughts that are like my self-doubt thoughts or my barrier thoughts, right? And every time something big comes up, that little thought Right. flashes in my head and makes me doubt like if I should do this or or can do this <clears throat> excuse me and and I think for a lot of people that thought is often around their bodies like you know someone invites you to go rock climbing and you say oh I can't do that my body won't do that you know someone invites you to give a presentation in front of a crowded room oh I can't do that I I don't I'm not attractive enough I'm not pretty enough I'm not you know whatever enough and then for me, the next step has really been like this idea of like, who would I be without that thought? What would I do if that thought didn't exist? And where does that thought stop me from really doing things in the world, you know? And so I just think for women and, or, you know, people who identify as women, that that is, it's a, it's really embedded in our culture and it's really a distraction from, from us getting our stuff done. And I think that it starts, you know, we were talking about this whole thing about that with regards to it's never too early to own your worth and it's never too late to own your worth. And even this whole thing around body, how early that it happens, right? And, so early. and how long that it goes. I remember taking Asher, she really wanted to do ballet. I think, do you remember this? And I, and I took her to a very prominent, you know, the place and she went and did the tryouts. And um, 
<laughs> and the, the, I came out, the room and Asher was standing like just a little to the side. And the teacher comes up to me and she goes, you know, she's got like all that going on. And I looked, I'm like, oh my gosh, like really in front of my six-year-old that you're going to do that with regards to it. And I, I remember saying to myself, don't worry, I don't, I don't want her to be here anyway, <laughs> with regards to it. Cause I, I knew the importance though of the community and the environment. And we were talking about, you know, why for me, this is so important. And it's that community, why the people, a lot of the people that are on this stage at this event are people, the community that's helped me own my worth, you know, and remember my worth. My mom was sharing, I think it was about six years ago. She's 86 now, you know, she'll be 87. Imagine that after 86 is 87. But um, <laughs> she was talking about a friend of hers who was addicted to Sudafed at 80 years old because she wanted to be skinny. Because I, I was saying to my mom some ideas of things that she could do for her, just her health. And my mom said to me, she goes, oh, Lauren, don't you get it? Women don't want to be care about being healthy. They want to be skinny. And I was like, oh my gosh, at 80 something years old, like you said, like, what have we done to get people to, to get them out of the game? That what keeps us out of the game. So let me ask you a question. When those thoughts do go through your head, because they go through my head, obviously as well. It's funny because part of my manifestation class, I say Whoa. the number the number one thing in order for you to really manifest Whoa. what you want to have in your life, Daphne agrees with us, was, um, the number one thing that you have to stop to really manifest what you, that vision that you have for your life is to get that when I blank, then I will blank, right? And it's funny that you said that, but what is it, what is it that gets you to take action? What, what helps you kind of break through that thought for yourself? Peter, are you saying, so you do teach that kind of cause and effect thinking in, in certain yeah. realms? Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah for sure. Yeah. Especially with regards, I, I always say that it's one it's you have to get rid of that when I blank, then I will blank. Then number two is you have to, you know, give yourself permission, mm -hmm. right? And then I'm big on scripting, right? As you know, I've got a gazillion journals and just like I, I talk about having that emotional colonics because we like have that big vision in front of us, we have it inside of us. And then we're like, just have to, we need a big poo to get it out. That's what own your worth is, right? How long have I been talking about wanting to do this event? right? Yeah. yeah. I, had get, I had to get rid of the whole, when I blank, then I will blank. Right. Then I had to say, give myself permission. And then I had to just get it out and just, you know, release it to the world. So same thing for you, right? Like with regards to when you did motherland, right? What happened? What got you to take action on that amazing film that you did where you got rid of the, when I blank, then I, you blank. And then you gave yourself permission. What, what happened? What did you do? Well, you know, I think that, um, I think people get confused a lot about like the order of life. So I think that like a lot of people think like first comes your past and then that informs your present and then your present informs your future. And I think what I've realized and, you know, and I didn't invent this myself. Like I got, I learned this in my twenties probably. And then I've, but I've really like incorporated into my life is this idea that actually your future comes first. 
Like you have to invent your future first. And that's like, I'm looking at you. I'm looking at everything on the wall behind you. Like you have to design it. You have to create it. You have to envision it. You have to see your future first. And then based on that future, that is what you do in the present. Like your future informs your present, not your past. Like, like what the actions you take are based on this future that you have created. Your, you know, these dreams, these ideas, these, you know, these visions, whatever they are, whatever you want to call them, like that informs your present. And then at every moment as you behave in that present based on your future, those things become your past. And then your past is just in your past. Like your past is just done. It's over. It's not something you're carrying along around with you. It's not something that makes you who you are. I mean, how many people say, think that who they are is defined by what they've been through? And it's bullshit. Like it's over. That yeah. stuff is, it, I mean, uh, you learn from experiences. Experiences are great, but they, you don't have to carry them around with you. You don't have to be burdened by them. They don't have to be suitcases that you are lugging with you everywhere you go like you get to complete your past. And that's, I love that. you know, and a lot of time that takes work. Like that's, I don't mean to like trivialize that. Like that's not an easy thing to do to put down those suitcases. And many people have had some really traumatic, really awful things happen in their lives. And those suitcases are hard to put down, but you're not your suitcases. Like they're not who you are. And so I think that that piece, like, when you can really like integrate that into how you live your life, A, like your load becomes so much lighter, right? Like it's like so, it's so freeing to put that shit down. <laughs> Am I allowed to swear on this? <laughs> it's, so free, it's so freeing to put that shit down. I'm just amening this so very much. I love that. I think that that is what in inspires both of us. I think for some, yeah. many of us, we just... Yeah. We, we let that vision of the future affect our actions that we take for today. And I think Wayne Dyer said it, you have to look at your past as kind of awake from like when you're, when you go uh, water skiing and there's that wake behind you, you know, yeah. it's there to help <laughs> move you forward with regards to where you really want to go. So what, what do you, so is it the vision part that pulls you? Is that what gets you out of the, when I blank, then I, what, what is it for you that gets you to do It's those? like the knowing and the expectation that my life is beautiful, right? That my life is amazing. That my life is my own creation, that my life is whatever I want it to be. And, and, and it's that knowing it's that reversing of the order of things, right? So it's like, in, and, you know, and going back to the body stuff, it's like, I used to think, and I still think sometimes I'm not saying this is like a hundred percent healed, but I think that what you like to call the stinking thinking <laughs> is when I lose weight, then I will be beautiful. When I get my hair done just right, then I will be beautiful. And it's like, no, when I am beautiful, my body will rise to the occasion like my bot my body if i believe i am beautiful my body will be beautiful if i believe i am beautiful like i will appear beautiful in the world and how many people do you know that that is true for like is anybody looking at oprah winfrey thinking she's unattractive 
like she doesn't need to get skinny first, right? Like yeah. it's not a requirement. And and that's one of the things I've been noticing, like you were talking earlier about, you know, social media and generations, right? So like you were telling your story about your mom, there's a whole younger generation of women, you know, in the, you know, millennials and younger who are, if you can get on Instagram and you can, you know, hashtag fat is beautiful, there are thousands of them. They have massive followings. They are owning their bodies. They are owning fashion. They are owning dance. They are like going, they are in their bodies. They don't care what size they are and they are owning it. Lizzo is one of them. You know, I mean, it's, it's really like the younger generation is really getting that like, you can be beautiful at any size, any shape, any color. Um, and that, you know, and I think for those of us that are older, it's a lot, there's a lot to learn there, you know, a it's, lot to learn. it's a, a lot really, to learn. it's really beautiful. I think also owning their voice is a big thing. I know that for my, you know, for Asher specifically, she, you know, she's been a big one about owning her voice and owning her friends, mm-hmm. you know, owning who is in her life. Yeah. I, I've learned a lot from her. She, she had a situation happen and she's like, mom, I'm good about this person not being in my life anymore. She goes, I've had anxiety about it. And, and, she, and, and it's somebody that goes to her school. Yeah. And so I said, I said, you're, you're good. She goes, the anxiety that it's cost me has affected my friendship. I'm like, oh my God, I'm hearing this from a 15 year old. How awesome is that? She goes, I'm good, mom. I'm good. I mean, what lessons we can learn from, from them as well. I, lo- I love that you said that too. It's, and I think, I don't know if I shared this before with you or if I've shared it on here. And I know that there's a lot of people that they, um, I wanted to go and do this, this experience once, I guess, I think I was 15 and my mom, and it had something to do with uh, beauty. And my mom said, wow, I haven't done my job. I let you down. And I'm, I'm like, what do you mean? And she said, if you need someone to tell you you're beautiful, then I haven't done my job. She said, I thought that my job was to teach you to just own you, you know, that you know that you're beautiful and through how you show up in the world of how you, you know, give back to the world. And I was like, oh my God. So that, that's been a big driver for me. Like what? See, Daphne agrees with us, you know, that <laughs> regards to, you know, how do we just own it and just not let, let that outside world is noise, like you said, that takes us out of the game. So what would be, right? Well, then that, that's the next step, right? So like if we as women think about how much time, how much energy, how much money we spend thinking about trying to fix, trying to change our bodies and our appearance. If we took all of that out of the equation, put it all on a, in a closet over here and said, what would I do with that money, that time, that space? If all of that was out of my brain and I was never thinking about it, what would I do then? And that, and then you really get like how this is designed as a distraction, right? Like the, we're talking about multi-billion dollar industries that are literally designed to distract us and take our money and take our time and take our energy and make us focus on something that 
doesn't necessarily need to be our main focus. And what else will we be capable of? What else will we be creating? What else will we be doing? What else would we, how, how would we be running the world? Probably. <laughs> so, you know, just the things to think about, you know, things to think about. So where would, so where do you, where do you think for us to remember, right? To go back, we, you and I were just talking about what our big visions are. It's very interesting, right? About what it, what, what some people would look and go, oh, why would you do that? Right? Like, why would, why would, why would you do that? What, what would you say to people like for you when you decided to change your focus and focus on different things of like having to look a different, you know, look different or be different. Where have you put your energy in that it feels really great? Like my, my big one was, I'll just share mine one yesterday. Like yesterday or something happened for me. I would go to coffee bean every day. And because we know that sweet tea just runs through my DNA. But I, when I usually go through the drive-through and yesterday, was it yesterday or two, day, two days ago, I went through, I went inside and I noticed that they had a drive for toys for kids, right? And I noticed that the bins were empty. And I just was like, oh my God, first of all, why did I come in? And I noticed that the drive ends in two days. So yesterday people were talking about, you know, have you done your holiday shopping? Have you done your this and that? Everybody's talking about your holiday shopping. And I was in the middle of an event and I was like, Dang, that drive ends tomorrow. And I just was like, how many of my friends really need a, a gift? Really, do they really, do they really need a gift? I, you know, and I have a list of how much money I would normally spend and doing these things or donate to an organization, you know, which I will still do. But I went and I was like, what if I just took that money and just filled those bins, you know, for those kids, you know, versus like buying whatever type of stuff for other people with regards to that. And it's, it's interesting, right? Like now I'm like, oh my God. I mean, even though I do that anyway, I didn't, you know, just because that's what I love to do, just filling the bins and seeing the people at Coffee Bean at the moment you know, like seeing them. What like, did you do? Did you walk in like with a big bag and pour it in the bin? Yes, they That's had. So yes. awesome. I had, <laughs> I had five bags. I have five bags and they had to go get an extra box to fill the bins. And you're just like, you brought it into coffee bean and you just filled it up in front of everybody there. Mm -hmm. God, I love you. You're so <laughs> rad. <laughs> so <laughs> awesome. But what I was hoping to do was wake people up and go, when does this been, you know, when I go, the drive's not over till tomorrow. You know, yeah. the drive is like, you know, it's today, but the drive ends tomorrow with regards to everything. But what for you, what's been something for you? Like, like, you know, for you that gets you to, when you fo don't focus so much on all of those things that you, anything for you? Well, now I need to go fill a pin. I mean, I don't think I... <laughs> I mean, that's a hard one to top though. Um, <laughs> uh, I mean, for me, I think I just feel like it's more like everything, right? It's more like, you know, my work is like better. Like I, I'm, you know, my family is better. My relationships are better. Like my, you know, but also mostly my relationship with myself. I mean, and for me, that's really like, 
you know, and I, I did, I just turned 50 a couple of weeks ago. Like, and I, I really see like the beauty of getting older and, and so many people are afraid of getting older and, and yeah, like, I don't, I look at pictures of myself 10 years ago. I look older, but, yes. but, and it, you know, and you have those moments of like, that's kind of a bummer, <laughs> but then other moments I'm like, but I'm so madly in love with myself right now. Like I'm like, and I don't, none of that actually matters, you know? And all of those ideas that I used to have when I was younger about like, you know, back to that, like when I get this, then I will feel this way. And it's, it applies to our bodies. It applies to money. When I have, when I'm richer, then I'll be able to do this. It applies to work. When I get this promotion, then I'll be able to do this. It, you know, it applies to every area. It's like, all the places where we're like waiting for the external world, something to happen in the external world to give us permission or validation on the internal world. And that's backwards. You actually have to give yourself the permission and the validation first internally before anything happens in the external world. That is how you manifest things in the external world. That is how they happen, right? And right. I love that you I love that you used that word permission earlier because that's like one of my favorite words too. And I actually I have to find it. I lost it, but a, a few years back I had a bracelet made for myself. Yep. And I and I wore it everywhere and it said permission granted. Yeah. Because I, I felt like I was I've caught myself waiting for other people to give me permission to do what I wanted to do all the time. And whether, you know, when I'm, I'm a filmmaker, so I was want, you know, I couldn't make my film until someone else funded it. I couldn't make, make my film until someone else, you know, said yes and gave me the green light. I was like, I was, you know, applying for things and getting rejected. And I was trying to fundraise and not having enough money. And it was like, I can't do my art until I get this. And I can't do my art until I get this. And it was like waiting for that permission slip to do my art. And then I finally realized like, no, you actually just have to do your art and be an artist. And the minute, and this has happened to me on every project I've ever done. If I start it, the money shows up. Yeah. If I start it, the people show up, the support shows up. I have to start first. Yeah. I can't sit around waiting to start anything because nothing ever happens when I do that. It is, I, like, it I, is like stagnation central. <laughs> I, I'm like, amen. And I'm like, in my head, I'm like, amen. Because you've seen the same thing for me. And it's why I wait, you know, it's like I was waiting for so long. I'm like, who the hell am I waiting for to do this? Like, mm -hmm. who, 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 who? And like you said, people are like texting, like, finally, you're, you're doing this and you're playing at the level and you're bringing in what we need and blah, 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 blah. I'm like, oh my gosh. And like you said, like the sponsors are showing up and the, the, the right people are showing up and, but like, you're right. Like, you know, you have to start first. So I love this. This has been such a great conversation and that's really what's most important for me. And I know people got some nuggets from this. Why do you think people must come to our experience of own your worth? Why do you think? <laughs> you know, I think that one of your superpowers is really you know, well, A, you just bring so much in what you personally deliver. But then I really think one of your superpowers is 
your ability to synthesize all of the people that you know into something where you bring you're bringing lot and I've, I've we've had a couple meetings now with the people who are coming to this event and I I really can see like how every single person who's going to be there is going to complement each other and create this like super beautiful well-rounded program of conversations around owning your worth because owning your worth is like a big topic um it's very broad but each of these speakers is going to be distilling something very specific in the realm of what that means. And I think, um, I think that's really beautiful. And I think um, just the opportunity to like connect in this way with like-minded people and to hopefully have it be like the beginning of a community. Like, I think that that's really, you know, I think a lot of people are feeling isolated after the past couple of years. It's been, we've all, we've all in some way or another had our lives change. Um, and, you know, many people changed location. Many people changed how they work. Many people changed, you know, how their families are organized. Like there's, there's been a lot of change um, for a lot of people over the last couple of years. So I think I can, I see how it's going to be, you know, a grounding in that way of, of, you know, being with other people. Some of us have, a lot of us, I'll speak for myself, have really forgotten how to be with other people in a lot of way. Like, you know, we, we're out of practice. Right. Um, so I think I'm really, I just think it's going to be really special. And, you know, anybody who knows you knows that any event of yours is not to be missed. <laughs> <laughs> I am grateful that you're going to be there. I think that there, you've added so much value just right here. I know that you offered to do something in the Own Your Worth Lounge, which is really that community that, like you said, we're creating. It's not just an event. It's create, you know, adding value these next few months before the event and then making sure to keep that momentum going afterwards, mm -hmm. that everybody knows that no matter where they are in the world, that someone's going to be there for them. And I just want to thank you because you've been one of those someone's for me. And we met in a very unique way. So, but that's, uh, that's the beauty. We just, that's, I think that's what we've lived for us pretty much like what you just said. We just, we just have to go first. And right now the world needs us more than ever to just go first. Yeah. And, uh, and I think that when we can bring all of these you know, people together just to understand and see that vision, then we'll be able to make the change. We won't have so much fear. Like you said, that we were talking about what's super proud. You said that, you know, it's not that I don't have the fear. I've got the fear. I just like embrace that fear. I'm like, let's just do this. So we're here to help you embrace it. We're here to help you embrace it. And just to give yourself permission to just go and do it, right? That's what this community and that's what this movement's about. So thank you, my dear friend. Thank you, my dear friend. You, uh, <laughs> make sure you go to Own Your Worth, www.ownyourworthexperience.com and join us either interactively or join us live. We're going to be in the studio. So thanks, Jen. How awesome was today? Make sure you subscribe to the podcast and invite your friends to join as well. I'm here for you with fabulous content, great guests, and lots of giveaways. To learn more of how I have taken what I've learned, applied it to my life, helped others find their true voice, text TRUE to 26786, which will give you my top tune-ups and a complimentary 15-minute discovery call with one of our coaches. And remember, keep in touch with me on Instagram at I am Lauren Lahav, Facebook, Lauren Lahav Official, Clubhouse, Lauren Lahav. 
Make sure you text TRUE, T-R-U-E, to 26786. Text TRUE, T-R-U-E, to 26786. And remember to always stay true to the amazing person you are.